river's full of hope. I've got the urge to walk the prairie and chase the antelope. Aspen's gold on snow-capped peaks, the elk call me away. I can't keep my mind on working on this fine September day. I've got Nimrod neurosis, longbows on the brain. I'm an outdoor junkie. Welcome back to the TradQuest podcast. What's going on, Bob? The back to shoot my bow. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Orland. I uh, shot a couple days ago. Didn't hurt too bad, so I'm back, suckers. That's good, yeah. Back to work. Three months, and uh, I'm back, yeah. It's feeling pretty good. I've been, you know, hitting it pretty hard on the workouts, trying to get stronger, and it's paying off, so excited. It feels good to shoot again and get back to real life. Nice. You think you'll be able to shoot a couple targets at Stick and Sage? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to go blaze through the whole course, but I'll shoot the big ones. <laughs> the big oh, targets, yeah. that is. <laughs> elk. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be fun. Yeah, we got a Stick and Sage coming up um, weekend after this one. Yeah. Beginning, what? Well, actually, the dates of that are like the, let me look at the dates. Well, I guess it'll be June... First and second over there in uh, Central Oregon. Sisters. Sisters by Camp Sherman, kind of, out there. Yep. And uh be a bunch of people there. It's going to be awesome. We might have a few shirts and hats for sale there. We get off our butts and get them done. And... I think it's shaping up to be the funnest shoot of the year for us just because all of our friends are going to be at this one. Yeah. Yep, should be good. If you guys are in Central Oregon that weekend, come on over. And if uh, you guys are over, I think the Northwest Mountain Challenge is that same weekend, the big compound shoot at Hoodoo. So if you guys want to step up your game a little bit and shoot a real bow, come on over to the Stick and Sage and and hang out and see what that's about. They have some cool, uh, they do the milk jug shoot at that one. They do a couple cool little uh, novelty shoots, they call them at Stick and Sage is pretty fun. What's the um what's the new uh web address for uh TAO? Um oh, Trad Archery, Oregon. Something like that. I'll look it up. Yeah, so Trad. If you guys want more information if you guys are in the uh Pacific Northwest and want to know more about these shoots that we're talking about. You can go over to Traditional Archers of Oregon's website. You yeah, can pretty just, much just Google Traditional Archers of Oregon. Well, kind of. Because we have two websites right now. I don't think we've gone all in on this one. No. But this one, is, it's tradarcheryoregon.com. That's our new site. Uh, Brian's helped us out huge on that. We're moving into the next generation. I think we're going to be able to, you can go and, actually become a member of the Traditional Archers of Oregon online and not have to print out a paper and mail something in. So guys, get on there, become a member. We're going to be able to register for shoots through there. So, And all the events will be on there. So, yeah, okay. go check that out. And, um, yeah, the hunting season's coming. we got a few months. So Yeah, I'm getting jacked up. So is it the year of the elk? Or is it the year of the yeah, mule deer? It's looking like the 
You're the elk again. You're the elk again, yeah. huh? I'm pretty booked up already, so we'll see what uh, Nevada draws are going to come out in two days. I'm uh, putting a party with my little nephew, and well, not little, he's bigger than me now, but my nephew and my dad, so <clears throat> if I draw a tag there, I'll do a little family trip down there for some mule deer and hopefully get them a buck and maybe you never know but after that it's going to be a straight another straight month or so elk hunting so <laughs> that's my brother's fault always my brother's fault but yeah it's shaping up to be a good season getting a lot of moisture in the desert country that we hunt so that's good yeah big uh, bulls. i'm uh I think I've got my head wrapped around uh, residents and blacktails. Yeah, seems to be my go my go to. I mean, it's fun to think about going and doing something different. But well, this nice. year with your longshoreman thing, right? You kind of got to hang close anyway, because yeah, you're close to actually sealing the deal. So yeah, so I got to hang hang close for that. And it's nice to go scout in the summertime and hunt somewhere that you get a scout. So with the season starting so early, I think that uh, I'm going to be able to find some bulls and uh, hopefully ambush them. Yeah. That's, that's the plan. Right on. We'll see what happens. Oregon draws yeah. will be out a few weeks too. So Yeah, that's true because I'm going to also draw like Sheep a mountain tag. goat yeah. tag. So. Yeah. Be pretty busy with that. <laughs> You'll be pretty busy with that one too. Yeah, you can always dream the redneck lottery. That's what I call these draws. It's it's the redneck lottery. That's for sure. So hey, I've never even put in for a, a hunt in, a, in a, another state, but I put in for everything possible in Oregon. Every premium option, <laughs> every single thing. And for me, it's I I'm excited. Like I have no chance to get any of it, but when you have just uh, your name in the hat, yeah, there's a you chance you drew Hart Mountain in the random a couple years ago. So, bam, yeah, it happens yeah. every Any- year. So, yeah, anything can happen for sure. So, good luck, kind of fun, everybody. Kind of draws. fun, yeah. So, yeah, uh, summer's uh, just uh, around the corner, and bow shoots, and the next thing you know, it's hunting. Yeah. So. Speaking of uh, hunting, we've got a hunting fool, like always, uh, for you guys tonight. Guy goes at it uh, 12 months out of the year, and he does the important stuff that I think uh, true conservation work, you know, doing the predator hunting. Yep. And uh, sound, uh, he's been trapping since he's a little kid, it sounds like, just grew up around it and we kind of have a mutual buddy that was like that. And those, those guys are, man, they, they just know a lot when you get out in the woods, you talk about a woodsman, old trappers are hard to beat for sure. Yeah. And, uh, this guy grew up doing it and he recently made the switch to shooting a recurve and stuff. And he's doing well for probably a lot of those reasons. So. Yeah. And he's on Instagram and he is our favorite Instagram account. 
Yes, he has the best Instagram page. He's uh, it's hilarious. Uh, he said Snyder calls him the meme king or something like that. And yeah, he he just puts some really really funny stuff on his page. If you guys are on Instagram, uh, Waste Dog, yep. check him out. Yeah, he is hilarious. Yeah, and uh, yeah, enjoy. We got Waste Dog on today. Uh, welcome to the show. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, we know you were on the Northern Traditions podcast. Um, those guys did an awesome job, and I really enjoyed that episode. And me and Bob have declared uh, you've got the best page on Instagram. So, yeah, <laughs> Waste Dog. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Wacey Arthur. I'm from Alberta, Canada, and uh, everybody calls me Waste Dog. I don't know who started that, but it's been with me for life. So <laughs> I, I, I don't like know it. where it started or, or what it, what what the name came from, but every, everybody calls me that for some reason. I like it. Yeah, I like it. What, what do you do for a living up in uh, Alberta besides uh, shoot animal, animals and eat hamburgers? <laughs> 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 Uh, I work in the oil and gas industry up here, um, so it keeps me pretty busy. I got four kids, uh, so that's uh, I'm full time with just them two things, and then trying to to hunt on top of that. So, yeah. Awesome. How old are, how old are your kids? Uh, the oldest is eleven, and then uh, eight, uh, six, and then I got one that's going to be three coming up. So, uh, yeah, we can relate with that. Awesome. Yeah, I can't. I I have one, and that's crazy. I I cannot relate with having three or four like you guys. But yeah. <laughs> well, Bob, you got one, and I got three, so we can together <laughs> yes. we can relate with Lacey. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a disaster to me. But I don't know how you get any hunting in. But <clears throat> oh, I got a really good wife. <clears throat> she she holds down the home front when I'm out chasing bears through the timber. So so uh, tell yeah. us uh, what you got. Going on in Alberta right now, it's bear season, spring bear. You guys get to hunt just the black bears, or yeah, that's all that's open here. We don't, we haven't had the grizzly, uh, we haven't had grizzly tags in Alberta, I believe, since the eighties now. And uh, so it just black bear, and uh, that opened up April first. Generally, don't get to hunt bears up here. By the time they get out of the den, it's around the end of April before you, we we get into any. And then uh, right till the end of May is the season. So I'm pretty much done. Today was my last day. Then I'm back to work tomorrow. So yeah, that's okay. a wrap for me. Wrap. You shot a pretty nice boar this year. So meet Yeah, the early. Yeah, April 22nd, I think it was. It was early. So yeah. Gen- generally, guys don't kill kill bears up here that early because we still got quite a bit of snow and stuff. So, But I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. tell us a little bit more about, uh, how you got into traditional archery and, um, uh, we really get uh, a kick out of, uh, your perspective of it through your Instagram page. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Snyder called me a meme legend. I was talking to him on the phone one day. So <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I said to him, like, I'm going to quit posting them stupid things because I'm turning it in right into a meme page here right now. Right away. 
it's awesome though. I love it. I, I wish yeah, I was. I, I wish I was funny I like that. They're priceless, man. I just like poking fun, but I know like I get people that unfollow me over some of that stuff, and it's just I'm just trying to get people to laugh a little bit, maybe brighten up somebody's day with a goofy meme, you know. So that's all I'm doing it for. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got started in traditional. Like uh, I compound hunted, uh, pretty much like most guys. Uh, that's how I got my start. I got a hand-me-down bow from my brother. It was like a PSE uh, Nova, I think it was, or Thunderbolt or some some old piece of junk. And uh, I did that for a while, and then you know did the compound thing for quite a few years. And then about seven years ago, I think I bought my first recurve. I always liked it, and I wanted to get into it, try it. And uh, ended up struggling with it quite a bit, right out the gate. And then uh, got a buddy to give me a hand with it. And uh, just been building on it from there. Um, the last four seasons or so, five seasons, I've been just strictly, I sold everything compound-related and just been strictly stick bow hunting. Had some pretty good success for the most part. And, uh, yeah, just still learning. It's a, it's a, it's a humbling, it's a humbling piece of equipment. If you're going to hunt with it, I'll tell you. What, Take what do you risk, think, but. what, what, um, made you give up the, the modern rig for the, the trad bow? I know, I mean, just being only doing it four or five years ago, it takes a certain special kind of person to do that. Like, what do you think it was for you that lured you towards I, I know, I know exactly what it was. It was like 2014, I think, or something. I called in a bull moose, and I arrowed him at like eight feet with a compound. And uh, I was like, man, it's, like I was, you know, I was happy, you know, I arrowed a bull, but I'm just like, is this it? This is what, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next how I'm old is just putting the top pin on them, you know, and squeezing the trigger. And I'm like, and traditional, it always intrigued me, right? But where I live up here in Alberta, there's literally nobody. I, I don't know. There's some, there's a few traditional archers down south, southern Alberta, but up north here, there's nobody that does it. Cause it's, it's me. So I've been really trying to recruit people. So I got somebody to hunt with. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But yeah, that was my that was my turning point. I just when I arrowed that bow, I'm like, man, you know, I could do this with a stick bow, you know. So that was my big that was my big uh, awakening. And it was, you know, it was a it was a tough it was a tough transition. It's a hard sell, you know. Um, I've been trying to recruit. I've been trying like kind of mentoring a guy now here now for a while and. It's a tough sell to to get a guy to you know be like, oh yeah, here give up your fastball with sights and come shoot this thing. It's slow and you're probably going to miss a lot and lose a lot of arrows. Yeah, I but, think some guys' personality types want like that pinpoint laser finite accuracy that you get from a compound, and other guys are like you know out, out twenty five thirty yards and they can keep it you know inside that three, four inch area, they're like, huh, that's dead. Like no problem. And can just move forward from there. I think that's, I think it's just, I don't know. It's a certain 
uh, lure people that are willing to uh, make that leap, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't want to, it's, it's kind of scary, right? Like you're like, when I made, when I sold everything and said, heck with this, I'm diving in all in. I'm like, man, I sure hope I sold my tags this year. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. It was good, right? Like my first year dedicated to the. I actually, I actually like I hunt with a recurve now, but I, when I started out the gate, I was with a longbow, and the first year I was with my longbow, I rode a bull moose, and I was. I'm like, yeah, well, we're in the right direction anyway, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do you get a hunt moose uh, yearly up there in Alberta? Or? Yeah, for the most part, like we do have a general season, um, and then we have a draw. So we get drawed. We get a draw every couple of years for moose, like every two years, and then in the meantime, we can just hunt general drones. So there's usually a pretty good opportunity for a moose. It's nice right. to get the draw because in the general zones they cut it off, like they cut the season off just before the rut kicks in. So if you're going to hunt them, you kind of, like, if you're going to hunt a general moose zone up here, you got to do your, your research because you got to get them on trails and stuff. You know, they're not generally going to respond to calling, but with, with a draw tag, you're right in the heart of the rut. Okay. And I can, and I can work a bull pretty good. So, so that's, yeah, that moose has got to be pretty important with four kids. If you, Heck yeah, man. Yeah. I have people, I had, I had guys say, you know, uh, you don't need the meat. You just go to the grocery store. And I'm like, man, do you know how much a 1,200-pound bull moose cuts off my grocery tab every year? Yeah. Like, we'll, with the six of us in my household, like, we'll run through a bull moose in, like, four months. Gone. Wow. So, because that's, that's what we live on pretty much, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important. Actually, if I could tag up on a bull moose and a bull elk every year, I'd be set. I'd be loving life <laughs> so is the mule deer hunting still hard for you guys it, I, it seems like i last had heard it became a draw tag and it was just tougher for you guys to hunt mule deer yearly is that the case there in alberta still yeah like the real the real good zones like i think where snyder and them boys are uh that's like a nine-year tag for me um i can generally hunt muleys where i'm at and there's a lot of like, there's, they shut a lot of it down, but there's a lot of zones that you can still, you can get into for general archery muley, but, um, for the most part, a lot of it is shut down. Yeah, it's harder. It's just a high success rate. I don't want to be like that guy, but you know, compound, <laughs> compound archers are having really good luck, high success. So certain are tags, I think. Right. Um, what yeah. is the what is the traditional bow hunting community like uh, there in Alberta? Is there sounds like you said you're trying to recruit a few guys? Is it uh, pretty bleak? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't know bleak. If, yeah, it's you know there's a few boyers around and they do build bows, but I think the majority of the guys that are shooting traditional aren't that serious about it. Um. They like to, you know, shoot 3D with their bow, and, and then they, they hunt with their compounds, right? Okay. So I, 
every chance, every chance I get, I try to recruit guys and, and show them that it's, it's doable, right? You can, I want to try and build the numbers, but yeah, it's not, we don't have, I don't, like I said, I actually don't even really know anybody that hunts with a stick bow up here other than me. So to go, to go back to the Mueller thing. So as a non-resident, like you can go up and hunt it every year, but you can't as a resident. That's right. As long as, so like that you come up, jacked up. So you can come up uh, and hunt with an outfitter, right? So he has X amount of allocations, uh, X amount of tags. So you come up and pay for the hunt, and you can hunt every year. And, like, the zone I'm looking for, like, right now, my, I call them priority, you guys, uh, what do you guys call them, preference points? Or? Yep, yep. Well, we have yep. bonus points and preference points, depending on the state, whether it's yeah. a preference so, draw or a bonus draw, but yes. Yeah, up here we call priority. So my priority is uh, 11 or 12 right now. And there is one zone I'm going to, uh, that's a 12-year wait for Mealy's. It's a really good zone. So that's probably the one I'm going to pull this year or next year. Nice. So I've been putting in that tip for that tag for 12 years, or wow. building priority for 12 years. So so if if you, since you're a resident, can you hire a guide in one of those other zones and and go every year? You could, as a yeah. Resident? You could, yeah. Yeah, if you got okay. the money. So it's yeah. all about. I don't know what they charge for mealy hunts. Some of them guys, but. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's out of my league. <laughs> but but that's yeah, just crazy. No, that's so crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we talk, yeah, me and my buddies always talk about it. Right? Like, no, I don't want to, like, nag on anything or anybody. But, like, you know, I see John Dudley comes up. He just he goes 45 minutes past where I live, and he pounds a muley every year. Oh. I can't. I can't. I can't hunt. Like, I can't. uh I can't hunt that zone. That that zone, I think, is a five or six year draw. So that is just up, dude. That's See, just the way it is here. Down here, you know, like residents have preference in every state. I mean, you know, it's yeah. not it's not ran by the outfitters like that. I guess you could say as much. I mean, there's still landowner tags and a few loopholes, but that's just crazy to me. I mean, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I, uh, what Snyder, I think he's been coming to Alberta for Muleys for, what, three or four years in a row now? Yeah. So, yeah. that's, that's, uh, and he, he, I do believe, I shouldn't say it, but I do believe he is in a, in a draw zone. He's not in the general, as far as I know. Yeah. But I could well, be, had, I could be wrong. We had Bert Freelink on one of our earlier episodes, and, and he talked about that. He talked about, you know, just he used to be able to hunt it every year. And now he's got to draw whatever zone he's in. Said it takes him six or so years. Um, mm-hmm. And he said it was the out. You know, it was the outfitters complaining that their big bucks were getting waylaid by the compounds at long range, and they were the, one of the pushes to get it. Uh, you know, pushed through to go to controlled hunts. But I didn't. I mean, we didn't really cover the in depth that. You could hunt, yeah. you know, a non-resident could come hunt it every year with a guide the same area, I guess. I, just, I didn't even think about, that's just crazy, crazy. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's how they got it set up. I know it's kind of, 
it's fr- it's frustrating for me and the local boys, right? But it is what it is, and we we got our own little spots too, right? That are still general. It's they're hard they're hard hunt areas, but and I mean if you work for it, you you can you can get them. Um, yeah. It's just hard. You just got to get after it. Is all. <laughs> what about the elk up there in Alberta? Do you guys get to hunt those yearly? Yeah, every year general tag cows go to draw. Like you can get a late season cow tag and hunt uh, cows up in here around December or January, I think. But general archery for bulls, it's kind of weird. Like where I'm at, uh, it's general archery for bulls uh, September 1st to the end of October. And then November, you could still hunt with a bull, but it goes to rifle as well. So the Orange Army comes in. But then if you go more north of me, uh, it's only general archery from like August 25th to September 15th, and then they open it to rifle mm. right in the middle of the rut. So that makes it real interesting. Yeah, those as well. Those, those ones probably get hammered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I try to stay. I try to stay clear of September 15th in the North Country. Yeah, but. Or 17th or whatever the opener is for them guys. But no, we like, man, I watch videos online of guys in Colorado stuff. I'm so jealous. Cause up here, like we get the, you know, we got, there's some good bulls that do get taken, but for the most part, it's just raghorn. And if there's a bull, there's like six guys behind it. So they get a lot of pressure and, and wolves and bears and everything else in between, man, are, they're hard to hunt really hard nine. Yeah, few, fewer elk probably up there too with all the predators. Yeah, wolves uh, wolves are hard on elk. It's Yeah. It if I had to say any animal but we do our part with the wolves as well to try to get some elk numbers back. Well, you should you should live in Oregon where we have a bunch of wolves now and we'll never get to hunt them. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I Idaho and Montana and stuff. They finally started, you know, they finally got through all the antis and they're hunting them and trapping them and at least they're able to control them. And man, in Oregon, good luck. Everybody in Portland's gonna, there's no way. I, uh, I've been kind of following along with it because I'm a trapper as well Mm. and I do trap a lot of wolves. And, uh, I've been following your guys' stuff, kind of like hit and miss, just on Facebook and stuff. I see people post, but yeah, it's crazy. I just, I like up here, right? We can, wolves are just free game, right? Like fill your boots, like we're crawling with them. And uh, down there, you guys are really having a heck of a time trying to, to uh, get to get so you can actually control them, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, we lost in 96 down here in our state. We lost the ability to bait bears, to run hounds on bears, to run hounds on lions. And it's been a shit show ever since. And then the wolves have moved into our state and they were kind of in a little pocket for a while, but now they've really uh, stretched out and they're moving all around and they're coming to the coast and um, the game yep. has changed. Yes. Yep. I've been, I've been calling elk and, uh, we'll get a bull to answer and then the wolves fire up. That's the end of it. 
you might as well just hike out. Because yeah. once, uh, once the wolves are, in, and actually one time I got a little story about that. We were calling bulls and calling elk, and we got a bull to answer, and we were going to drop in on them, and, and uh, the wolves fired up. So I'm like, to heck with it. I mean, the elk ain't going to talk if the wolves, you know, know that they're there. So we started hiking out in, in, in the dark, and it's real thick, jungly stuff, and them wolves come probably within 10, 15 yards of us, and they dogged us for two miles. And they were just howling and kind of messing with us as we were going. Oh. And uh, it's a free. <laughs> my dad always says, my, my old man's an old wolf killer from way back. And he, I always ask him, you know, would it, you think a wolf would ever try a guy? And he said in the daytime, no, but the nighttime, yes. <laughs> and so when we were hiking out in the dark and the wolves were screwing with us the whole way, right? Like, it's kind of, I don't know, you get a little bit uneasy with them sometimes, but. Well, I just read, I read some the other day, wolves up in the Yukon or something ate somebody the other day, a couple of wolves. So I think that, especially like down here where we're at, where they're not getting hunted at all. I mean, uh-huh. everybody said for years, like, well, mountain lions don't eat people either, but <laughs> they just ate a person last year, you know right here by my house, yeah. and then they ate one up in Washington, and then there's been a couple other people attacked. I mean, if you just let them roam, the reason they haven't eaten anybody in the last 100 years is because they see a person that they're scared of them because we will kill them. Like, if you just let them run free forever, I guess that's uh, exactly that's, that's exactly what we got going on up here with grizzlies, man. Like, we got grizzlies that haven't been hunted for, like, you know, since the 80s. And they literally just, they'll just walk right by you or eat you if they want. And they, yeah. they have no fear of man. It's actually, they're in town. They're in our, like our local little towns here and stuff. They show up in town all the time. And like, it's just, uh, I don't know what they're going to do. They got their hands full with that. Yeah. Sure. So can you guys, your... can you guys hunt, hunt lines down there at all? Or do you just yeah, get Year round in the state of Oregon, California is zero, but in our state, you can hunt the, uh, them year round. They have like a quota per unit that if that quota gets filled, they'll shut it down, which is, you know, happens here and there. Um, so you can hunt them, but it's you not. can't use it, not with dogs. So it's some guys have specialized in learning how to call them in or track them, but mostly you just hear guys getting lucky when they're out. You know, hunting a different uh-huh. species and running into one. Yeah, just just yeah. by chance. Because yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think they figured when they when they outlawed the lion hunt, there was the estimated population was like thirty five hundred, and that was above where they wanted it to be. And now they're uh-huh. estimating it like six thousand or sixty five hundred. I saw I saw eight thousand. Yeah, they have no idea. There's just a ton of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Man, that's, that's hard. That must be hard on your guys' deer, eh? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's exciting about sitting in a tree stand, though, because you're not only do you got a deer tag, but you've always got a lion tag, and you just never know when one's gonna yeah come through. Heck yeah, man! That'd, that'd be sweet if you guys could stick one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bob's got one under his belt anyway. So yeah, I had oh. one wandered by a couple years ago. It happens. <laughs> I've missed Straight a couple. Off. So what's your uh, what's your game? What's what's the number one game for you? What are you what are you mostly into, Acey? Uh, well, people are like I don't 
I hunt everything. So like elk, moose, whitetail, muleys, bears. Uh, but people really around here know me for predators. Like that's kind of like I was trapping and doing all that long, like many years before I was ever a bow hunter. Right. Like that's really big in my family, uh, trapping wolves and coyotes and stuff. So that was always kind of my thing. And, but I don't know. I, I'm a whitetail guy. I like, I like chasing big bucks around. Are you, uh, kind of my jam. Tree stand hunting them? Are you scouting them year round? What's your, how do you go, yeah, how do you go yeah. about it? Yeah, like, it's kind of like you guys in Midwestern style. Same concept, right? Just, like the scouting is kind of, yeah, like if we can, if I can find them in a the field, but we got so much t- big timber up here. Like a lot of it is, a lot, I rely a lot on trail camps and stuff, right? Just on trails and then just pop up stands in the bush and, and, uh, hunt them like that. But yeah, I've shot some in the fields too. And, but yeah, it's just the Midwestern style approach to hunting deer. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't arrowed a, a big whitetail with my stick bow yet. That's kind of my, I've been, I tried the last few years on a not really nice deer, but, he ended up giving me a slip. Yeah, like six, seven-year-old deer is that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I got a kind of a rule with deer. If I can't get them to 30 yards and under, like, whitetails, I won't shoot them. Even when, uh, even when I compound hunted, I had that rule. I just, they're too wired all the time, and 30 yards is kind of, if I can get them to that. And uh, that deer I was after, I had him to sit on like around 50, 60 yards three different times. But just the doe would pull him off or he just, it just never worked out. So uh, these, these little blacktails, I don't, I don't care to shoot at them past 15 yards. They're so wily. Um, yeah. Our whitetails got huge bodies. Like we got a little more room to work with there, but yeah. <laughs> that's what everybody that's a, says when they, and they come up and shoot our deer. How big the bodies are? Big. How big? Three hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get really bad winters up here, right? So they're pretty hardy deer. Nice. How big yeah. are the bears yeah. up there? Uh oh, man. They look <laughs> well, giant so... on your Instagram. <laughs> they look giant. Did you, did you see that video of that brown one I just posted? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So that bear right there, that bear right there as a spring bear, I hate throwing numbers around, but I know bear's pretty good. I bet he's 450. Like I got a buddy who just arrowed one here a few weeks ago. So, I mean, you're talking about a bear that just crawled out of a hole and they haven't had much time to put weight on. And a buddy of mine shot one. I went and helped him with the recovery and we weighed. He has the big scale at his house. We weighed it at 476 pounds. Oh my god! That's, what was that's it? Spring, four seventy six. Uh, like so... we were, when we were weighing, when we were weighing it, I kind of just looked at him like, man, you think if that thing got on top of you, you'd be helpless? He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> you don't have a chance. <laughs> well, and then so that same bear in the fall, what do they gain? A hundred, two hundred pounds? Like what's the? Oh yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, I don't like really throwing numbers around. I sound like a jackass, but I wouldn't be surprised if fall bears go in the hole. 
550 and higher. Wow. Like some of the big old boars, you know? Like that would be awesome. these bears, like some of the bears, like the bears that meet, we hunt up here, like we target the older boars, they're a pain in the ass to handle. Like when you get one down, it's a heck of a lot of work to get them out. Um, <laughs> you don't just grab them and just like, you see some guys on TV on like hunt shows that you just grab a foot and throw a bear in a side-by-side or something. That's not happening up here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, they get pretty big. Why do you, I mean, why do they, like, James, you, you, you're in more bear country than I yeah. am, more guys down there. Like, a big one down there, two, three hundred pounds, right? I mean, no, I mean you, very rarely does one get killed over 400 pounds down there, right? I mean, I'm not going to say it's, uh, every year you hear, people shooting those big mature 10 15 year old bears that have those 20 inch skulls i mean we have big bears here too yeah we have some big bears I... but 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 for the most part a 215 pound bear is what guys are shooting like that's a good bear like that's a really good bear yeah so yeah it's a, it's yeah. but you do you do i mean i've seen a few this year already that got took down that were in the, that 400 pound area hmm. yeah yeah yeah, it depends on feed, I guess, and stuff, and how, how good they're eating, but... Well, our bears don't even hibernate, so I think from what the guys that have a lot of experience, they just... on the coast? Yeah, they just, like, will lay down. Like, you'll see areas where they made a little nest, and they kind of lay down, but they, they don't really climb into a hole or anything, because it doesn't snow. It doesn't get cold. Um, the food just kind of goes away, and so I think they just kind of chill out. But I've seen bears in the winter time here. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got lots of bears. We always have bears everywhere. Bears are fun. I guess so, it's sweet to be able to shoot two a year and bait them and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you could. I think if every hunter, like a lot of hunters, shot two filled both their bear tags every year I don't think you put a dent in it yeah like I just shoot heck I just was driving today and I seen a sow and three cubs feeding in the ditch like I mean she's got three cubs <laughs> yeah I mean if them cubs go ahead and have cubs in the you know a year and a half or whatever two years it just they just multiply really fast and we got I like I said we got big big timber up here and they got lots of places to hide so. For sure, yeah, they're elusive. We we get one spring bear and two fall tags here, right? Uh, but no baiting, no hounds. It's a tough game. It's spot and stock, and trying to find them when they come to eat in the open. Yeah. So what's your yeah, equipment? I'm, what's your equipment look like? Uh, I know you uh, shoot one of those border recurves. Tell us a little bit about that and your arrow setup. Yeah. Yeah, I've been shooting that for a couple of years now. This last year I really hunted hard with it, and this year I'm gonna. It's gonna be my, my main rig this year too. Um, I bought that. I got that. I got Border to make me that bow, and it's 55 pounds at 31 inches. Uh, <laughs> at the, yeah, it's a rocket ship. So yeah, you get you get a long draw, huh? Man, heck yeah. So so I. 
I, I got 340 spine arrow, and I'm like 200 up front. So um, total arrow, I like last time I weighed it was like 596, so like 600 grain arrows. So how many how many deflections off of poplar trees would that be? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's only one. Uh, one. My yeah. wife, my my wife texted me that day. She's like, "Are you drinking or what?" I'm like, no, I'm just having fun. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's uh, if you guys are listening, haven't looked at his page. You got to go back a ways. That's a tech tip, waste dog tech tip. Uh, He's smoking a heater too at the same time, so it's just classic. <laughs> You should. <laughs> I get people all the time want because like the whole tech tip thing. I used to do them, and then I would just text them the buddies, and then they get floated around to everybody. And then I've only put a few online. Oh, we want more. Like, That's more. We want more. Yeah. So like I had, I had one where like I like if you had a compound and your peep was twisted, the best thing to do if you're in the field is draw it back with no arrow and let it go, and then your peep will retwist and get straightened. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, just just goofing around. That's good stuff, man. I bet, yeah, I bet you get some guys that are pissed from some of those. I I know, I know know the things that James and I, James and I get shit for for talking about crossbows or trad seasons or whatever. I can't imagine the shit you get when you post some of that stuff. I know, I know, I know. People are pissed because they unfollow me about. I don't really care. I don't have any followers anyway. <laughs> I I sent I sent Snyder uh, one of your memes and your account's private, so he was like, "Well, what's this?" I'm like, "Oh man, you should follow this guy." And he's like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, you're gonna crack up." And yeah, he got a kick out of it for sure. He was like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's awesome." <laughs> I like I said, man. I just I'm always goofing around can't take yourself too serious like everybody gets so everybody gets so jacked up about archery and hunting and just just yeah. have fun with it you know what i mean sure. like heck i'm just here for a good time that's it yeah i like it we like it so uh what was your uh arrow setup uh three four uh they're gold tip uh xt traditionals carbon shafts yeah. um and I do gold tape, uh, gold tips weights. They got their screw and weights that screw into the insert. Yep. So, uh, like, yeah, uh, so like I'm total like one or with the 125 head, I'm like 200 up front. Okay. And so total arrow is like 600 grains. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, that's my arrows. I, when I started in traditional, um, that's a slippery slope, man. You gotta really watch who you take advice from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got into some bad arrows and just, it was, it was a wreck, but I got hooked up with a pretty good guy, straightened me out. So I think a lot of guys, uh, that happens too. They get a bow and the pro shop thinks that it doesn't matter. The arrow spine and, uh, fletching, fletching configuration and, uh, you know, knock height, brace height. They just don't, they're uneducated. And guys can't get their rigs to fly straight, and then they just stop shooting them and go back to their compound. And it's just a matter of tuning, you know. And that's not, I think now, today, there's a lot more information out there than there was five years ago, obviously. So yeah. I think it's beneficial. I actually had a, 
I had a buddy, he's like, he told me, he's like, man, I'm selling my stick bow. I'm like, why? He's like, I just can't hit. I'm like, don't sell it. Bring it to me and I will help you. Like, don't, don't just yeah. give up. Cause that's what happened to him. Yeah. He got, he went to a pro shop and they just basically laughed him out the door. So here's some arrows, like good luck. And so I got him, I built him a string and got his brace height right. Like he didn't have the right string on it. Got him proper knock height. Uh, we tuned his arrows and he was shooting pretty good. And he's like, man, I'm actually hitting. I'm like, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like you just, everybody thinks like, well, the same for me. I'm going to sell it. So. Yeah, it's it's always, simple, but it's not that simple. You have to uh, you have to uh, uh, you know get the arrows to tune to the bow for sure. Yeah, and it's a big misconception. I had a buddy; he's a big time compound hunter, and I was telling him about tuning arrows. He's like, "Man," uh, and he's a pretty techy guy with a bow. He's like, "I had no idea that I thought it was just you just knocked an arrow and like shot." He's like, I had no idea you actually had to do things like tune arrows. I'm like, yeah. Well, what uh, I what, know. What uh, broadheads do you like to shoot? I'm using them uh, DRT heads. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen them. And then, yeah. And to be on, and to be honest, the only reason I use them is like, I can buy them up here. That's it. Okay. And that's a it's like got like an aluminum ferrule to two blade with like a bleeder blade, it's like a four blade. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they've been good for me. I pa- I passed through a bull with one, and then uh, buried it up to the fletching on another bull. So they've been good heads. They've been good heads for me. So I mean, and they fly good. Uh, but I, about- I would love I would I would love to try other heads. But I mean, like short of just shooting a slick trick or like a muzzy, that's all I can get my hands on pretty much, right? Yeah, not a lot of availability in Canada. Uh, what no. about? Uh, feathers, do you run a three fletch or a four fletch, big feathers, small feathers? What do you like? Yeah, five inch, uh, shield cut. Yep. Uh, three fletch is kind of my, that's what I've been doing since day one. So, and I've had good luck with it. Yep. I see, uh, I see they come out with them trad veins now. Yeah. Kind of intrigues me a little bit. Yeah. I'll be getting seen. Me and Bob are uh, paying attention, and our interest is uh, 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 def- we're definitely interested in trying them for sure. Can't wait to get our hands on them. I think they come out in a week or something like that. So I don't like. So what's the in Oregon like? Is it you guys get rained on steady or yeah, pretty wet? Yeah, western, yeah. western Oregon it rains nonstop. Yeah. I live I live in a rain rainforest jungle, and it rains like you know nine months out of the year yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, it i'm thinking that they could be nice yeah uh only reason i know that is because like the born and raised guys i watch some of their stuff oh yeah the they, years, but... they, we live in the same town right yeah. so like uh they, they like when you when they're hunting in oregon that it just reminds me of alberta like that yeah real heavy undergrowth yeah. Like where you got to hold your bow, bow above your head to walk. Yeah. And then you, then you call in a bull elk, and all you can see is his head at 15 yards. Yeah. That's exactly what Alberta is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The born and raised guys, they live, we live in the same town. Um, friends with several of those guys. Steve Howard's a buddy of mine. And yeah, when yeah. the Roosevelt's, yeah, it's, it's like that. You, you can literally call bulls 
Uh, I had two bulls come into 10 yards on opening weekend last year and they were parading around and, and even like standing broadside in front of me, but all I could see was their heads. I couldn't see yep. anything to shoot at. That's all bird up too right there to a T. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We walk, we've we've walked, walked lots of bulls because of that. Just can't get shot. Yeah, we've got a, a friend, uh, me and Bob do, uh, Danny and, He's figured out how to get into close shots on those bulls in the brush. I mean, close shots. Mm-hmm. Used to, to, to just get right in there with them in the mix. So, yeah, yeah it's frustrating sometimes, man. I hate that. I like uh, I watch videos of guys in Colorado hunting elk in the in the aspen. I call them poplars, but it's just so open and nice looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like. You know, you're just a nice grazed down grass. You don't have to hold your bow above your head so your string don't get ripped off. That's, yeah. that's why a lot of guys that live in the jungle don't hunt there. <laughs> yeah. Like, Screw it, because we can go up, you know, from from the west side, we can hop up over the Cascades and drop in the sagebrush and open country and, and pine forests, yeah. and that's where a lot of guys go. Yeah, or, or yeah. it's like, diverse that way we got you know from the ocean through the jungle and into the ag valley and up into the big mountains and into the high desert like bob said and yeah. so yeah, you you got a diverse from mule deer to blacktail you know rocky mountain elk to roosevelt elk um, so there's some choices and yeah most of the local guys they'll hunt on you know after work around here but on their vacation time to go hunt they don't hunt around here <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, being from, uh, Canada and, and into traditional archery, and like you said, it's not a, uh, real popular thing in your area. Um, how, how does, uh, you know, your social media, like, I, I, I think that, uh, your page, you know, it really reflects good humor, like you said, on, uh, traditional bow hunting. Um, but, you know, tell us like a little bit about, uh, what you think about social media and if it's good for bow hunting or what's your opinion of it being from Canada? Uh, I think we as hunters, uh, have similar opinions about social media. If I had to guess, I think it's, I think it's good, but it's, I think it's bad in the same, in the same sentence. I mean, I mean, up here, we're getting a lot of, like in my, in the trapping world, like I trap pretty heavy in all winter. I guess, like our trapping is getting really, really hammered up here. And it's all because of what gets guys, guys posting stuff on social media, like wolves and traps and stuff. Right. And I mean, none of that stuff really bothers me, but I mean, somebody that doesn't see it, I guess it offends them and, but I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's like, I like sharing stuff, but it's, uh, I don't know what the, well, I don't know what the outcome is going to be in the future because of it. Right. I mean, I listen to lots of podcasts like, uh, like Ranilla and, and Rogan and them guys. And as much as people don't like them, that's the kind of stuff we need. We need guys that are advocating for us, especially as bow hunters. Cause I mean, 
I th- I honestly think like my kids will be lucky to hunt the way things are going right now. The amount of stuff that they're trying to ban all the time. So, yeah, it's good and bad, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the the good part is, <clears throat> like that I see is being able to reach, you know, like that wider audience. You know, like you know, you live out in middle of nowhere, and you know, you got all these guys, and when when issues come up, you know, it's a lot. The social media yep. allows guys to all get together. You know, us as hunters, you know, we we know what's going on in Colorado, and and yeah. you know, we know what's going on over here. Whereas, you know, ten years ago, even two years ago, I wouldn't have known because I didn't even have any of this crap till James roped me into this deal. So, but but that it seems like that does help. You know, um, get everybody together and try to fight it. But the hard part is. You know, man, there's there's a whole nother, you know, us in our little hunting community, we're not going to outvote, you know, the, yeah, the rest uh-huh. of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like like you say, man, it's got its perks, and it's awesome to talk to guys, right, and, and see the stuff, but in the same sentence, I don't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, we live in a tough world. Common sense. It seems like nobody has common sense anymore. It's it's yeah. a, a lost virtue for and sure. Everybody's so afraid to hurt somebody's feelings. They don't want to, you know. You can't even talk about stuff anymore. Cause, yeah, uh, that's hurt another somebody's feelings. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so on a lighter note, let's uh, let's uh, wrap this up with a hunting story. I'd love to hear. Uh, I don't know, maybe a peculiar or favorite uh, hunting story of yours. Um. Maybe with some, uh-huh. some juicy detail. You got that in your waist, dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, like, any peculiar stories per se, but I, I don't know, like, the first moose I ever shot was a long blow. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's that. Cool. That's good yeah, so I drew that tag. Uh, that was a two-year tag. And uh, I was bound to determine I'm like I'm gonna I gotta make get a pretty decent bull with a with a long bow and make this happen so I uh I hiked my freaking ass off and just wind and if anybody that hunts moose knows man wind sucks because you just can't hear them like they, their grunts are so low but one morning I went out and I put about a mile and a half down and um, I cut some fresh bull tracks going down into uh, into some thick timber, and so I just followed them down in there, and uh, did some bunch of cow calling, and uh, he come out, and I and he was downwind, so I kind of booked it around him, and got set up, and it was so thick in there, like real like Oregonish <laughs> brush, like. You know, what we were just talking about, and it was just like that. And I ended up actually standing in an old moose bed. And I, I'd call into him, working him, and he'd come in, just, you know, head swaying and doing the whole thing. And, and uh, I shot, actually shot an arrow. he come through a, a lane, and I shot an arrow, and my arrow, like, literally ricocheted like a ping-pong ball and then, like, shot straight up. And he kind of trotted off, and I, I give him a few more grunts, and he'd come back, and then he come back and I kind of turned and got another little lane and I was like 10 feet 
and yeah, put it on him. And he only went 30 yards, tipped over. And I was like, man, ain't nothing to this stick bow hunting. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a piece of cake. I don't know what all the fuss is about. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, that was my first. That was when I was like, man, I got to hope in hell to do this. Wow. I can kill a bull with stick and string. I love it. I love it. Well, we appreciate what you're doing up there in Alberta. You know, it sounds like you're doing your best to mentor guys when you get the opportunity. And that's, uh, you know, that's definitely yeah. part of the game. And, um, so if anybody, you, yeah, go ahead. If anybody, if anybody's listening to this from Canada and you want to shoot a stick bull, hit me up. I'll help anybody right now. Awesome. I want to try awesome. and get, I want to try and get, get as many people into it as I can. Awesome. So if you guys uh, are from Alberta and are looking to get hooked up with Wacy, send us an email and we'll get you hooked up with them. Um, yeah. I got there. one more. Before we wrap this up, we're wrapping up. Uh, I always selfishly ask guys that are whitetail hunters, especially somebody from up the, up north where it's colder than balls, um, what are some of your tricks for staying warm in a tree stand late season? Uh uh, U.S. military winter boots. I think they're called Mickey Mouse boots. You ever okay. seen them? You buy them at U.S. Army Surplus. Are those like the, are they white? Like moon yeah, boots? Yeah, white. They're, they're yeah. like moon boots. They're big and goofy, but I'm telling you, 30 below in a tree stand, 30 below sea, uh, you can't beat them boots. Really? Hands down. And they're cheap, uh, like fairly cheap, right? They're yeah. U.S. Uh, military surplus. So we... Like, we all run them up here. Everybody orders them. And then just lots of layering, lots of wool. Because you're hiking to a tree stand with snow up to your your nuts. <laughs> so you're you're packing a lot of clothes in your bag, right? So you get in your stand, and then and you start bulking up. But it's hard sometimes, I'm telling you, to, to hunt whitetails when it's that cold. I was actually hunting whitetails one last year, the year before, and... I won't even, I don't, I'm not trying to knock Porter, but I didn't want to bring their bow because I'm like, man, I don't know if anything's going to explode or what. <laughs> so I just so brought, I just brought, to break it. well, I just carbon fiber and all that going on there. So I'm like, ah, I just got, I had a custom built longbow with uh, bamboo limbs. I'm like, I'm just going to bring that thing because you can like, it's pretty much bomb proof. And, uh, I ended up, I think I shot a deer, I shot a doe or something, but yeah, it's hard too. And then you got to pull them suckers back and sitting in a tree, freezing your butt off. But yeah, that's how we stay warm. Like, cause the biggest thing, well, for me anyway, I, I get cold feet real easy. If I'm not walking. So I got to have like, boots has been a big thing for me. I like, it took me a long time to find out what works. Do you, do you change your socks and bring new socks from the hike in when you sit there too? I mean, are you packing your uh, boots with you, or? Uh, no, I usually wear them in, and then I just wear heavy wool socks. Okay. I don't never usually pack socks, but. Yeah, yeah. I've 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 tried it all. I've, you know, hunting late blacktails up in the Cascades, and it's always just, it's hard to stay warm. You're hiking a long ways. You get sweaty, and even packing your yeah. clothes you do. I mean, it's oh, every, every, well, pack your stuff. Yeah, I do. It's, it's, you know, and then you sit there after a couple hours and that cold sinks in and oh man, that's, that's a mind I, game I, there. I, I tell you, I've been hunting whitetails 
long time at in late November and sometimes it gets minus 40 and you're just oh. like and you're just you're just like you can't even walk like the first 15 or 20 steps out of your tree stand you're just like frozen right solid <laughs> are you trying to I've done it where you try to talk to somebody like you get back to the truck or whatever and your buddy's there and you you start to try to talk and you're you're like slurring your words you can't talk your mouth all your lips are froze up <laughs> man the best story the best story ever my buddy he was hunting like a 200 something uh whitetail and uh, he had a some uh, like a like a foot long sandwich in his truck for lunchtime so he would climb out of his stand and he would go have lunch it was so cold that sub froze like a piece of wood <laughs> and he's like he sent me the video or whatever the sub but it's just it's just hard that's how cold it was it's like yeah Fun stuff well, up here good sometimes. times, the crazy things we do, bow hunting. Yeah, just, a, a, mis- a miserable day in the tree stand in the blacktail woods is usually more like thirty-four degrees and downpour. You know, it's like it's not like you're dealing with thirty below, but it's cold enough to be cold yeah, and it's then just, raining it's wet and, just, and, and the rain just won't stop. Wet snow, you know, just yeah, real wet, wet snow. snow. Yeah. So your guys' rain gear must be on point, eh? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, what do you use for what's your what's your rain gear setup then? Um I have a Kuyu Kugouch. Chugach. Chugach. Their original, like the one that was made in North America, which I don't know if that matters. I think it was made in Canada originally. It's like their first series rain suit. And that thing's yeah. pretty awesome. It's it's legit. Like it works really well. I like it a lot. Yeah. But you yeah. Know, when it's pouring, it's yeah. a lot of guys just use like Helly Hansen rain gear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, I, have Car- I have Carhartt like rubber rain gear too. What's your guys' uh, biohawk setup then for all the rain? What do you, do you have a rain cover on that or no? Yeah. I use, uh, uh, Oregon Packworks. I think they call it a Bino Bro and, um, mm-hmm. does pretty good. It's got a little cover that slides over the top and, um, yeah. works pretty well. Yeah, right on. Bob keeps his in a. Um, <laughs> Shut up! I, just, I was Bob, hoping we'd bounce over this. God Bob, damn it! Bob, Bob keeps his in a little purse uh, that he hooks to his hip with this big green button. He made it himself. <laughs> it's really cute. That's the second gen. I, I didn't even tell you the first generation one. My grandma made for me. She <laughs> she sewed it up. It was it was uh, it was green fleece. I don't remember what color the button was, but it was pretty sweet. It lasted a few years, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't, I don't like having the stuff around my neck and on my chest. It's just not my thing. So actually my buddy Dan, that trapper buddy ours, <clears throat> he came up one year. I think he uses a harness now, but I remember when he first came up, uh, it was blacktail hunting with me. He had a little handmade one like that. His wife had made or something. I'm like, that's what I want. And so <laughs> I've been, I've been using one ever since. And I don't know. That's just, I don't like having hey, stuff. And I got one. Before you guys break off, I got one question too. Um, what do you guys are you guys glove or tab? I'm I'm a glove guy. I shoot I, a tab. Glove, tab. So I shoot that, tab tab that, three under. Okay, I shoot tab three under. Bob shoots glove split finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob likes but, a recurve. I like a longbow. Like we're we're the opposite on all our choices. 
Yeah, so right now I'm Sounds actually right working on I'm actually working on building a it's kinda like a it's kinda like a, a con, you have you like you know a compound release? Like it's got it's got a buckle and Yeah. And I'm making the I'm working on making like a tab holder. So like oh. I don't like I don't like hiking around with my tab on my finger all day. It just uh-huh. annoys me. So I'm doing like I don't want to give away too much, but <laughs> yeah, it's close to close to being done. But it's it's gonna hold kind the tab, like a, kind of like a glove tab. Yes, but it's uh-huh. yeah, it's just gonna be like it's almost gonna be like a watch band with a, a tab holder. That's a good idea, dude. Because that's why part of the reason I use a glove because it's on my hand all the time. I'm not gonna lose the damn thing, you know. So I'm working with the guy on this right now. Uh, we're nowhere close to being done, <laughs> but hopefully we're gonna we're gonna get the kink. We got some pretty crude stuff happening, but we're gonna get it. We'll get it figured out. Nice. I'll send you guys. A, I'll send you guys a picture. I'll do a uh, review or whatever. Tech nice. tip. There you go. Tech, tech, tech tip. tip. <laughs> uh, we, we're we're gonna hold you that. We want more tech tips from Waste Dog. <laughs> oh man, I did some good ones. See, we're like. I'm fly big into fly fishing, right? I dip my fly. I used to chew pretty hard uh, school, and I dip my fly in school, and then I'd throw it out and just hammer a trout. Everybody's like, "Holy man, it works!" <laughs> I'm like, "Nah, don't try that." <laughs> I love it. I love oh, that's it. That's awesome. Cool. You, uh, uh, I know your Instagram account is uh, private, so I'm sorry that we're blowing it up. Um, <laughs> I'll open it. I'll open it up so you guys can, uh, people, if they want to creep me, go ahead. <laughs> but you guys have got to check out Waste, Waste Dog on Instagram if you guys are on there. Uh, he and does a, does a great if you job. Don't have feel, if you have feelings and you're going to whine and cry, don't, don't message Waste Dog. But, or you uh, shoot a crossbow. Or you, <laughs> or you shoot a crossbow, he'll bitch slap you. So, uh, make sure you have, you're ready for it, but man, it is, it is gold. Yeah. yeah, so, like, yeah, whenever this drops, I'll just open up, you guys, because yeah. when I did another podcast, too, guys wanted to see what was shaking, so yeah, I'll just open your, it up when it drops. Put your feelers away and go check out Waste Dog on Instagram, and uh, if you guys haven't uh, listened to uh, Waste Dog's interview on the Northern Traditions podcast, uh, Adam and Travis did an awesome job on that one, so you guys should go check that one out as well, and uh, yeah, we... We thank you for uh, shooting the shit with us tonight. Yeah, man, anytime. I'd like to do it again. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing how fast an hour goes by. Hey? Yeah, just run through it. Sure. Well, we'll stay. Uh, we'll stay in touch. And what 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 do you got planned for this fall? Do you got a um, moose tag this year? Uh, or? Uh, moose tag. So my big thing there is I'm gunning for a Pope and young bull. So I'm, I'm normally, I shouldn't say it. Like I'm, I am, that's my goal. Like I want to kill a Pope and young bull. Uh, but at the same time, my freezer's getting pretty low. So I'm usually not too picky on, <laughs> if he's legal, I'm usually arrowing him. If he's the one that wants to die that day, but I'm going to try and hold out. Is for it three, a bra- bull. Th- three brow tines or what do you get? What's your limit? Uh, I think he has to be like six inches a horn. Like that's, you can shoot like basically spikers. I believe it's six or eight inches or something. I'd have to look, I'd have to look to be sure. I can't remember now, but 
Yeah. And uh, that's my goal. And then actually, I don't know, we're trying to line, I want to line up a trip. We've been talking about it for years. We want to go to Colorado for elk. We want to see what it's like to hunt elk without wolves hunting us too. So, <laughs> Well, that's, they're talking be, about... They're talking about reintroducing the wolves in Colorado too, so you better get I, down there. You better hurry up. I seen that. I, I seen that man. I was just screaming at my phone. I'm like, "Don't do it! <laughs> Don't do it! You, you guys are freaking crazy, man!" Uh, like, God. Yeah, I I don't know. So that's what we're doing. That's what I think we're gonna do. That's like the heck of a lot of research, right? But we just want to go down and try it out, and see what it's all about. Well, you can come hunt these brush Roosevelt elk. We don't got wolves here yet, but it's still oh, uh, I'm, not, I'm it's not easy. Yeah. I remember, man. I, I remember when Sitka kind of first came out, and I had like the original mothwing, and I thought I was the coolest guy. I'm hiking through that stuff, chasing elk, and you just look down, and it's like your clothes are just ripped from the brush, and you're just <laughs> yeah. like, "What? What a waste!" Yeah, yeah, awesome. Cool. You got anything, Chill, you wanna, got anything you want to leave us with? Nah, nah, man. Just hopefully you guys can get that wolf stuff straightened out. That's a that's a shame that they're doing that. But I remember when they brought wolves from Alberta to Yellowstone, and I was like, I was a young, pretty young kid at the time. But I remember my dad and my uncle sitting at the table and. They were just laughing because they couldn't believe that somebody would actually do that, like bring them wolves down there, and because it was just it's just devastating, right? Clean, yeah. It's just, and I mean, like I respect I respect wolves too, like you know I kill them every year, but um, I sometimes think they get a real bad rap. They're just good at what they do, right? Mm-hmm. But in the same token. They need to be. They you can't just have wolves just willy nilly just no, laying. You gotta, the, you gotta control them. That's for sure. Definitely. And yeah. Guys, yeah. I hope. Guys like yourself, you know, I think predator hunting. It we need to all need to participate more. I mean, we all whine and cry about it. Yeah, we can't use dogs. We can't do this. We can't do that. But we we should all put in better efforts to to. Uh, to control the predators for our ungulate populations, for sure. Yeah. I get lots of people all the time, and then they say, like, well, where's the best place to hunt wolves, or where should I where should I really hunt coyotes? And I'm like, man, where you hunt deer. Yeah. Wherever you hunt deer, that's, like, my main thing. Like, I trap the heck out of coyotes. And and uh, we got some of the best fawn crops in my whole life. And, you know, like, uh, we're... We like my family's lived in this area like forever, and since I've we really cracked down and started trapping the heck out of everything. We're getting some really good deer numbers back, and I actually think it's helping. I seen an elk the other day. I almost freaking fell out of the truck. I was like, "Wow, a lone cow!" <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, keep, man. Keep up on it. Awesome, man. Yeah. We'll- We'll uh we'll check in on you uh maybe later in the fall and good luck to you uh on your uh, moose endeavors. Yeah, man, I'll keep you guys posted. See how we make out. Awesome. Well, thanks again. 
Yeah, man. Take care. I'll talk to you guys later. Once again, we'd like to thank the listeners. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast network. Check us out at tradquest.com. We're on Instagram. Go to our website and check out our donate page. There's a link to Patreon on there. We're doing a lot of awesome giveaways. We've got another Barebow giveaway coming up. Uh, look forward to that in a future podcast. And always, keep the wind in your face. Pick a spot and shoot straight. Why are you selling a song? Don't go outside and shoot me now,